0: This week on the hui. Buried beneath the fenua, the ugly past to Puke is coming to the surface.
1: We weren't allowed to bury there. That was only for the park hour.
2: Very hard to imagine that it actually was in New Zealand. We look into Meka Whaiteri's
0: decision to switch from Labour to Te Pāti Māori. The decision to cross the floor
1: is not an easy one. Oh. Who says
0: we Plus, we showcase the multi-talented singer from Ngati Raukawa, Ray with his new single, All We Got.
3: When all we got is
0: and welcome back to the Hui. Māori whānau and Puke Pukekohe, who suffered cruel race-based separatism for decades, say they've waited too long for an apology. The 2020 book No Māori Allowed revealed the depth of the town's sanctioned racial segregation. Now, three years on, kaumatua are demanding action from the government. Nā Pereira, tēnē pūro.
4: It's where more than a quarter of the country's produce is grown. But for decades it was a town that was racially divided. Buried beneath Pukekohe's fertile soil is an ugly chapter in Aotearoa's history.
2: It's very hard to imagine... Uh, that it actually was in New Zealand.
1: We want an apology for all the suffering, the abuse, the racial discrimination, the hell we went through. The town's public
4: cemetery, a stark reminder of its prejudiced past.
2: These are the unmarked graves of Pepe, our rangatahi,
0: you know, from our community.
1: They're silent, so I'm going to be their mouthpiece
0: to do nothing is not an option.
4: On the surface, it looks like a mostly empty plot of land, but it's an area Pukekohe Cemetery previously called the Native Section. Buried here are hundreds of young casualties of the racism that once separated this community. Nothing shows the racial segregation that existed between Māori and Pākehā better than at this cemetery. While there's a smattering of Māori Fano buried on this side, the vast majority are crammed into this narrow strip of land, unnamed,
1: unmarked, forgotten. We weren't allowed to bury there. That was only for the Pākehā, the white people. The handful
4: of headstones that do exist were put there by Farno in recent
1: years. At least we can identify where they are so that we could come in and spend time with them.
4: Phyllis Bana was born across the road from Pukekohe Cemetery. Amongst many of her loved ones buried here is Phyllis's one-year-old nephew, George Andrews. Many of these are your own Farno. Yeah.
1: Majority was through influenza. That's how my nephews died. Probably because of the housing they had back then. Her Fano are
4: amongst the more than 200 Māori, pepi, and children under 14 who died from preventable illnesses between 1925 and 1962. Fano from all around the country came to Pukekohe to work as labourers on agricultural land and lived in abject squalor. The unhygienic, cramped, substandard conditions were directly linked to the poor health they suffered. So you've got all the documentation here. Mm -hmm. Phyllis obtained the official council records which clearly mark who is buried in each plot.
1: This is the area where the 200 plus are buried. A roll call of names that
4: document a shameful error in New Zealand's history.
1: These two, that one and that one, they're brother and sister and they belong to my oldest brother.
4: While Farno could couldn't have afforded headstones, money was paid for the burials.
1: They had to pay one pound five shillings to buy a plot to bury them in. But they dug their own holes and they buried their own loved ones. They gave money away for nothing. What do you want to see there? A monument for them and their names written down. And just by having their names written down for people to see, That's their voice. They're speaking up.
4: But the lack of acknowledgement for those who have passed is just part of Phyllis's mamai. Where Pukekohe Hill School stands today is the site of the former Pukekohe Māori School, the only place in the country where tamariki were educated separately, kept away from Pākehā classrooms. It opened in 1952, next to the onion fields where their parents worked. Phyllis started school here in 1956. I was here from five until I was 11. Today, the kura is barely recognisable, but Phyllis has vivid recollections of what happened to her here. Are there painful memories coming back here?
1: Yeah, it brings back horrible m-
4: memories. When you started school, you only spoke te reo. Yes. You weren't allowed to speak te reo though at the
1: school? Not at all. I asked to go to the toilet. And she told me, don't use that dirty language in here. You leave it out the gate. It was a place where they said they were educating us, but why educate us and abuse us at the same time? We got caned, we got strapped. So you suffered verbal abuse, physical abuse. Was there
4: sexual abuse as well?
1: Of course it happened. Of course it happened in our school. There's no denying that. At that time, I was 10 years old. I had just lost my mum.
4: Pedal, pedal, fast. Go! Phyllis has been a teacher for 41 years. Her dedication to children, her motivation for not remaining silent any longer.
0: She lived it. She should absolutely be sharing and she should never stop and we should be supporting her to do that, uh, and we will.
4: Fano have put up with decades of loss and trauma but now, Franklin local board member Logan Sul says they're committed to working with Mana Whenua to officially acknowledge the unnamed graves.
0: We have reached out to central government, the minister as well. A um, letter's come from the mayor.
4: How important is it for Pukekohe to right the wrongs of the past?
0: Incredibly important. We can't do nothing. We absolutely cannot do nothing.
4: Naho Fa e is an urban marae in Pukekohe built in 1985. Before this, the town's bylaws prohibited Māori from gathering together, which meant no marae were allowed here. This Māori community hall was opened in 1959, the first venue in the area where Māori were free to congregate. Hard to imagine, isn't it?
2: Yeah, it wasn't like it was hundreds of years ago. It was just as recent as the 60s, so it wasn't so long ago. We acknowledge and we are so proud and love our our, our kaumata and queer that have stood up and spoken out against the atrocities of the past.
4: Pastor Charles Tuhua is part of Nahau e Mirai Committee, which is in negotiations with the council and government agencies to see how things can be put right.
2: An apology is a minimum, but also what could a possible future outcome that looks like in terms of reconciliation and healing.
4: Naho e wants to see a Farikura built on this empty site next to the marae, what they see as a small step towards healing the intergenerational harm that was caused by degrading and racist laws.
2: It will give a tangible outcome to those that have fought this battle who had to endure over time, but also for their generations, the tamariki mokopuna will be an opportunity for their future.
4: Now 71, Phyllis gives talks about what happened in Pukekohe, educating others about the past in the hope of restoring the mana for her whanau. You've been fighting for some kind of remembrance, a plaque or something here for so long. Oh, absolutely. What's what's holding
1: it up? Politics, the government. You want to see it in your lifetime? Absolutely determined. We're going to make sure that these babies will get recognition, even if I have to build it myself.
0: The Minister of Māori Crown Relations Te Arawhiti, the Honourable Kelvin Davis, understands Auckland Council is considering a formal acknowledgement and an apology. It is also looking at a memorial to remember the Māori children buried in Pukekohe Public Cemetery. Te Arawhiti is engaging with Auckland Council to determine what part the Crown may play in that process. After the break, on our hui, ko re wa babe, te te Māori. The Māori election season has started early. Me ka with Labour one day, te party Māori the next. And Dr Elizabeth Kirekire resigns from the Greens. Our political panel, former New Zealand First MP Jenny Marcroft and Professor Ella Henry join us next to discuss. Joining us on our panel now is former New Zealand First MP Jenny Marcroft and Professor Ella Henry. Let's get right into it. Big shock uh, with obviously the resignation of uh, Meka Whaiteri from the Labour Party and then going to the Māori Party
5: or not. Um, We have a long history of Māori in politics going from one party to another and that's certainly the case with Mecca or leaving and walking away altogether. So it may well be that it's an early start to the political games and dances.
0: Jenny, I mean, New Zealand First is not foreign to people leaving, and then you know moving on to other parties and the like. It's well,
6: with, it, with it, obviously the history of New Zealand First setting mm. up, what came from Winston Peters leaving the National Party, um, but he did the right thing then. He went and resought his mandate to come back, um, and I think that's the difference here, is that we've seen um, in the two cases of what we've seen in the last week, two MPs leave their parties and kind of weasel their way out of uh, triggering and evoking the Electoral Integrity Act. So they've remained in Parliament. So there is a difference to the way that we've seen this played out in the last week.
0: Do you think there will be a backlash, let's talk about Mecca, do you think there will be a backlash for her leaving Labor, she was a Labor Party MP for Ika Rwaraavti and going to another party or not?
6: Uh, Not from her party previous party, not from the Labour Party, they've made a commitment to move this along and out of the news cycle as quickly as possible. And we saw Willie Jackson yesterday, he came out and he was extremely magnanimous about saying he took responsibility for some of the she was feeling and could have done more, Um, which was very generous of him to say that. did he need to? No, I think he perhaps could have just left the space silent wow. um, and allowed Mecca in her own time, obviously, it's not happening in a hurry, to, to account for her own actions.
0: Ella, let's talk about the the backlash potentially from the electorate. Do you think that Māori voters, say for instance in Ikerua Rāwhiti, are people who vote for those who are loyal to their parties? Or not? Will they follow the person?
5: Well, political science theory uh, argues that people vote for parties and then policies and finally people. My experience of the Māori world is we vote for people. Mm and that in fact the policies are probably, which should be at the top of the list, are often at the bottom of it. Um, and because of Mecca's relationship with Parakura and his great, you know, the great love they have for him, I, I think it's going to be a contentious issue for many whanau uh, and communities, and, and they've already been battered, the Afati mm. coast, but, but it, it is also going to be something that's going to hopefully get people talking, because we have a terrible participation rate at elections and sometimes i think contentious issues like this at least get us together having a cordial and having a think about how we're going to give our vote
0: you raise a really good point about the things that people in equal and rāwhiti have faced recently and this is a person who was the minister responsible for leading the recovery in that electorate so why now do you think ellen
5: Well, I I mean, I think that there's a suitable amount of time before the mandate will be sorted, the electoral process, for whether the people support her or whether they support a particular party. I I, I do feel like um, she has had mamai uh, that she's expressed and and there's been big changes. Uh, To some degree, I guess, maybe she may be saying to her people, I can do more from outside of this caucus than I
6: can from within it. Mm. Which is absolute rubbish, because, as you know, you have to be really close to those levers of power. Yeah. And once you're outside of that um, government, um, and she was a minister, she she won't have the same influence. She won't have this. She won't be pushing on an open door. She'll be having to kick the shut door. So she won't have that ability to push from. She can make a noise, take a lot of photo opportunities, but she won't actually have that position. Oh, oh. And they have lost their champion. Oh. So, Chris. Um, Hipkins needs to replace her as quickly as possible with someone from the coast yep. who can be their champion because
0: they to I will come to that point. Or was it another symptom of the fact that Labour wasn't taking on board the leadership that she was providing? I mean, this is a person who was very close to that community, who was in the community a lot. Her whanau, very staunch whanau in Ecuador Rafferty. Do you think that there's an issue... I mean, Willie, as you said, was magnanimous, but is, is this a leadership issue that we've seen in Labour since the change in Prime Minister?
6: No, I think the Prime Minister always has the right to choose his own cabinet Um, and there are always going to be people who are disgruntled about where they fall on the list, what positions they hold, but you, you need to basically put a stone on your tongue, suck it up, get on with the hard work and then you'll be reconsidered in due course.
0: Uh, The Green Party. Uh, Let's talk about Dr Elizabeth uh, Karekadea as well. The investigation into her was not finished and yet the leaks were coming out, confidential things were talked about. Coordination, it seems, of communications against her. She was provisionally placed number four on the Green Party list for this election. What do you make of it all, Ella?
5: Well, as I said previously, one is a case of moving towards a party and the other is you know, leaving one to go to another and this is a case of leaving a party and parliament. So I think that speaks volumes about where where dr Kereke is right now in in politically um, she feels obviously disgruntled enough not only to to leave the government, to leave the Green Party, but also to leave Parliament. I Mm. think that speaks volumes for perhaps that mama you spoke about and how hard
0: it is sometimes for some
5: wahine in the electoral system. There's a
0: point that Willie was trying to make that Parliament doesn't look after wahine Māori. These are staunch women that we're talking about here. Is is it not the right environment, or is there something that should be done to fix the environment that looks after our staunch wahine Māori champions? Well,
6: you know, I will acknowledge that Willie is a very good supporter for women. And he clearly showed that um, in his uh, piece he did yes- yesterday on, on TV. And we need more men like that who are supporting uh, Wahini, because it is a tough and brutal place. Politics is not, you know, it's it's not tiddlywinks, as they say, but, but it does take a certain type of person who is able to um, suck up the blows that come and carry on... For the, for the party. Mm. It, it is a very difficult thing to do, um, but it speaks volumes to the character of the person that can do that. And if you, f- I suppose if you feel that you get to the end of the line and don't think you've got any movement forward, you still have something to give, of course you'll look around for somewhere else to go, but it's how do you do that and what integrity do you do that with.
0: Professor Henry, are these political parties capable of the introspection required... <laughs> To either review, or replace, or restore, or reinvigorate themselves before an election campaign, particularly for the next charge for Maori, wahine Maori coming into
5: parliament. I, I mean, let's be very clear: we've got four months, five months left, and, and the next five months are really the games. You know, the the, um, the gladiatorial games that happen before an election. But the the reality is that Maori are still we're still working our way towards what our political landscape looks like. I mean, we are we are right across every part of the the sphere Um, and 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 that's about the diversity of Maori but the reality is by 2040 the majority of this country will be brown and a significant chunk of them will be Maori so we have to figure out as a people how we cope with Westminster democracy how we cope with electoral systems and how we ensure that our aspirations still remain at the front and center of whomever we put into that that
0: august building Let's talk about the impacts in October. Uh, Is any of this going to matter in October, do you think, Jenny? Um, Or or, or is there so much time between now and then that people will forget about it?
6: Well, there is a certain amount of population that aren't happy with the disproportion or the proportionality that's been affected by by these latest two defections. So that will play to some people. Um, We will see a greater... Collaboration around the left, uh, a stronger move to the right. That's, we're seeing that right now. So what I'm seeing is, you know, uh, we could possibly have the clash of the kingmakers come forward um, for election day. Wow. So it's it's not it's not certain yet. You know, Party Māori jumping too soon. I feel. Yeah. Um, you know, they're all hat no no cattle uh, at the moment, and um, you know they're going to do a big big show tomorrow. It is showtime tomorrow Ooh, at Parliament. Yeah. I heard there's talker Pōhiri to bring um, Mecca on to a place that okay. she already is in. So, you know, they're going to use the opportunity. Got
0: to leave it there, but I did like the um, jazz hands and also the clash of the Kingmakers. <laughs> or Queenmakers. Oh, que- <laughs> you never know. Tēnā kōrua. <laughs> uh, ngā Professor Henry, uh, Ngā te kāu Just wanted to get that in Jenny Markcroft. Ngā pōhi tēnā kōrua. Ngā mihi Stay with us, because after this quick break, we have award-winning Māori musician, they... This week, in our New Zealand Music Month series, we feature award winning Māori musician Lei, who's just released his new Waiata All We Got. Kaaatitiwake ratato. Hey, Lei, uh, Huya Tinakuru. Thank you both so much for coming on the program. Really appreciate your time. And this is cool, eh? This is a cool vibe, man. You know Ngāti Raukawa, Ngāti Pro, Deutsch? Deutsch, (laughs) Hard. Where did this dynamic duo come from?
3: (laughs) Ooh, good question. Where is the Rei Huia Genesis? I moved up from Pōneke about eight years ago up to Tāmaki Makoto. I was looking for studios uh, up here and um, came across uh, COG Studio, which is the studio Huia runs with her um, Tāne, Chris. And yeah, got along with them really well. Made some tunes with them. Did the dishes when I went out there, so I got invited back.
0: Absolutely.
3: Um, I think that was an important Help part. with the rent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ate some of their food, but you know. <laughs> brought help. some kai as well.
2: Always.
3: And yeah, we've just been um, kind of, yeah, working together since then and um, doing a bit more. I-, I produce quite a lot of stuff for yeah. Louie as well. Um, and she does quite a lot of vocal work on,
0: on and you my you produce yata. a lot of your own stuff, right?
3: Yeah, I do. I do like 90% of it. It yeah.
0: seems to work though, eh? Because if you listen, you can kind of just it's definitely you as a sound yeah
3: thing. yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's uniquely you you know yeah, it's always the benefit of being self-produced is that like I hear a song I hear a vision and I can just sit down at my um desk and you know make it come to life That being said, I do really appreciate getting other people's ideas on it and mixing it with Chris at Cog like he makes my beats sound a lot better than they actually are. I mean my beats are good he it's really the, it's
6: the slick. You just you want to make it to yeah, just, it just highlights, puts the makeup it's on, that. like Chris would say. Yeah, Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> You're right. In Maori, bilingually in songs with a very unique style. Mm. Right? So talk to me a bit about that process because it must be kind of interesting creatively. And then yeah. try to make sure that you implement that the way that you want it to go.
3: Yeah, you know, I like I started out writing only English songs. Yeah. And then just kind of like over my twenties as I came, became more like solid in myself. Like, kind of became more solid in my own relationship with my Taha Māori. Like, the Reo and Kaupapa Māori just started seeping into my music. How did you do that? Just, what do you mean? The identity stuff. Oosh. Hepatai (laughs) nui tena. Well, obviously, I uh, spent a lot of time learning at um, high school and, and at uni and stuff that helped ground me. Learning things from my whānau and everything. Vipassana meditation also helped me a lot with my uh, identity oh. stuff. It's a 10-day meditation course just outside of Auckland in the bush, Kokapa Kappa. It just like helps you shut everything out Wow. when you don't need all that external stuff and just focus more on the creative flow when you're in that. You know, because when you're a creative, you're always chasing that kind of, like, flow state where you're not thinking about all of this and all of that and yeah. who to please. Is and someone going
6: to like this or not? Yeah. What, oh, is, okay. what racism still in, is involved in our industry where it's going to be hard to put this into my song? Like, yeah. all that stuff. It makes you go, well, yeah, I could think about that or I can think about what I want to do.
3: Yeah. It's well, just okay. yeah, it's just easier to just tap into that yeah, flow. I think, and just, I think right, that explains a lot
0: and potentially explains what we're going to see Mm. And here tonight. Because yes, it is a song, but it's going to be a collection, a, b- a bit of a mix of different yeah. things. Yeah, right? that's it. Um, yeah, it's a bit of a mashup tonight.
3: I'm doing a song that me and Huiya put out together called Te Whakapono, and it's mashed up with my brand new Waiata, All We yes. Got, which is out now. Kanakwu. Thank you <laughs> yeah. very much. Looking Kyaura.
0: forward to the song. i no mean, That's cool. <laughs>
3: The
0: fuck up on you?
3: Let's go. Hey, let's go. Kata panga ru karangona te pare a te take taku a te taku kore to pay for the poor. On the next girl, on the next win, ask my ex-girl, why I ended? Could be giving my love and attention Have you ever been so driven that you drive straight past all the good things that made a difference in your life? Jaha kiroto, Ja Haki Waho, Ja to kiro, deranghi marie. Jaha kiroto, Ja haki wahu. All my love together. And I'm done with the chasing. The chasing uh says we can make something out of nothing. I'm sick of rushing around my mind. Uh, when all we got is time. All we got, we got is time. All we got, all we
0: got is time. mean. That's us for this week. Join us next week for more. Ke mōke te Tūrangau top te puāte haumi e hui Nga te puna whakotongarewa, te hui,